Greetings and welcome to the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of creativity. If you've been in, uh, following this podcast, you'll know that this is my 10th episode, which is, I guess, a minor milestone. And when I really started doing this, I didn't realize how much work was involved in doing a podcast, you know, finding the right microphone, the right recording software, uh, having to write scripts every week. But, you know, it's a labor of love. I'm enjoying it. So I hope you stick around. Now, for today's episode, I'm going to talk about journaling. You know, one of the most interesting ways to explore your creativity is through keeping a journal. I've been keeping a journal for decades. It contains my thoughts, hopes, desires, frustrations, ideas. It's a place to work through struggles in both my personal and my creative life. It's a place for self-expression. And really, yeah, that's the whole point of creativity. All the people I know who keep journals do it differently. For example, I have two journal mediums. The first is what I call my little black book. It's these uh, inexpensive, hardbound journals that I buy through one of those big bookstore chains. They usually have them on sale for cheap, so I buy five or ten whenever I'm in the store. They're small and convenient to carry. The paper's lined, and they look good lined up on a bookshelf. I usually fill up two of them every year. I had originally started with college-ruled spiral notebooks way back when because they were cheap and readily available when I was working at the local shopping mall. I like to write my thoughts out on paper. There's something about pen on paper that makes it more, I don't know, personal, more intimate when I'm writing my thoughts. And those little black books are a good place for me to get mad at myself for procrastinating or to encourage myself when I'm stuck. It's where I feel the most comfortable expressing myself, working out the kinks. I think of it like my personal confessional, although I'm not obligated to do penance afterwards. <laughs> Sorry, my Catholic upbringing is showing. Old habits are hard to break. And no, that wasn't a joke about nuns. <laughs> now, my other journaling outlet is my blog. And this is where I write about writing and creativity. It's the place where I work out my processes. Did I try something new in developing a character? Then I'll write about it. And did I come up with a cool recipe that I want to share? Then the blog is where I'm going to post it. The subtitle on my blog is An Exercise in Self-Indulgence, which I stole from a Rush song. These are the thoughts I feel others may enjoy reading, and maybe I can encourage another artist to try something new or to think outside their comfort zone. It's my public forum, an idea exchange. I like to be open here, but only to an extent. I still need to have a personal life. You know, I used to go to school with a woman who carried her journal everywhere. Now, while that doesn't sound bad, you have to consider that her journals were actual hardbound books, probably about the size of like an old printed phone book. They were beasts. I have no idea where she got them, but she always had one in her backpack. The pages were nice and heavy stock, unlined, and she could write or draw or cut and paste images from magazines or from other pages she had drawn on. Her journals were fun to flip through. There's like walls of text on one page opposite a collage of pieces of colored paper she'd cut into various shapes. Or maybe a poem surrounded by dried flowers she had pressed and glued to the page. I think that was one of the most extravagant journals I'd ever seen. 
I also have a creative buddy who I occasionally work with who creates her own journals. Now, these are serious works of art. She doesn't think so, but the effort she puts into creating these things makes them art to me. Basically, she'll find an old book at some garage sale, remove the pages, then she'll rebind it with new blank pages. So the covers are actual book covers. And lined up on the shelf, they look just like ordinary books. Well, except for the thread she uses to rebind them. But since she's a visual artist, she uses these journals as her practice pages, working out the nuances of drawing faces and hands, or she uses the space to experiment with colors or patterns and designs. Flipping through her journals is fun, not only because each page is so different from the previous one, but also to see how she progresses in her attempts to get, I don't know, a nose just right. It's so cool to pick up what looks like an old Hardy Boys mystery from the 1940s, open it up, and inside is this incredible variety of pencil and paint and artistic output. And then there's one of the folks that I follow online who's a blogger. Not someone who posts occasionally. No, she's posting several times a day. And her topics range from her creative output, like the process of creating a new character or uh, her progress on her latest story, to things like how she cooked a brisket or found something cool at a garage sale. She also posts about personal frustrations, everyday drama in her life. This is someone who uses their blog as their journal, expressing the various facets of her life for everyone to see. Now, I'm not that brave, but I respect her for not giving a damn. Now, my point for all this is to show that a journal can be anything, Anything you can use to express your thoughts. It can be personal, like those old-school diaries that had a lock and key. And people would keep those hidden in a dresser drawer, maybe under their mattress. Of course, journals, or diaries, used to only be associated with women, or more specifically, with young women. Somewhere along the way, it became okay for men to be open about keeping journals. When I started, back when I was a teenager... I kept it to myself. My spiral notebooks were private. No one in my family knew I was staying up late at night pouring my teenage angst out onto those pages. It wasn't because I was necessarily afraid someone would read them. It was that I knew I'd be teased for being a man and keeping a journal, which in my household was considered effeminate. I'm glad I was able to get away from that. Now, if you go to any big retail bookstore, and maybe even some of the smaller indie bookstores, you can find a variety of hardbound journals with interesting covers. Some of them are bound in leather, if you're willing to pay the price, while others are themed like uh, Harry Potter spell books, or they look like the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Now, if you don't want to spend that kind of money, spiral notebooks will work just fine. You can also pick up sketchbooks of various sizes from art stores and many of them are reasonably priced. Of course, if you're more modern, you can always journal on your computer using Word or OpenOffice or go the blog route. I think there are still some free blogging platforms out there. Once you decide on your medium, then you have to decide what you want to do. Speaking for myself, I felt incredibly awkward when I first started keeping a journal. It was tough to get going, to write those first few words on the page. I still remember that feeling of awkwardness, self-consciousness, the feeling of vulnerability. 
Expressing yourself in words or images isn't always easy, especially the first time. You know, I find it interesting that I clearly remember how I felt, but I don't remember what I wrote. But those first few hesitant scribbles on the page when I was 14 years old started a lifetime of journaling. As I noted at the beginning of this episode, a journal can be used for so many things. But regardless of how you use it, the point is to express yourself. You know, we all have stress and drama in our lives. Toxic people, toxic situations, things that eat at us like guilt and frustration, sadness, depression. But we also have hopes and dreams, desires, that we often don't explore, either because of fear, low self-esteem, or simple embarrassment. A journal is the perfect place to begin your journey. Think of a journal as your personal therapist. But just like working with a real therapist, you have to be honest. The mask has to come off and you have to expose yourself, your true self, on the page. I think that's the hardest hurdle to overcome, being honest. For me, I had to remind myself that I'm writing this for me first. This is my journal, my blog. And I have things in my head that I feel are important, worthwhile. I have things in my mind that are bothering me. With my personal journal, I cut loose more than I do online. But it's up to you on what you feel comfortable with. And keep in mind, things you post online can and will be read by others. You can be honest, but maybe with some restraint. But with a personal journal, one that you keep to yourself, that's where you're alone with your thoughts. You can work out ideas for creative projects, no matter how weird or wonderful they may be. You can scream your frustration with your friends and family, with how the world treats you. But you have to be honest. What you write in a journal shouldn't be bullshit. You should let the real you out. All that stuff you have rolling around in your head, you know, that stuff that keeps you up at night. And it doesn't matter if you write it out, draw it out, cut and paste, Use crayons. Write in code. The journal's your sandbox, your therapy couch, your safe zone. You don't necessarily need to have one journal either. I have two, and I know others who keep more than one going at the same time. One for creativity, one for personal thoughts, or one for writing and one for drawing. It's all up to you. And please keep this in mind. You don't have to keep your journal. You know, if you fill a 250-page journal with your deepest, most emotional thoughts and feelings, there's no need for you to prop that up on a bookshelf. Shred it, burn it, cut it into fun animal shapes. I keep my journals, all of them, unedited, uncensored. I'm not sure why. Well, that's not exactly true. I think I keep them for two reasons. First, because I write down a lot of story ideas in my journals, fragments of narration, dialogue, characters. That's stuff I go back and find when I'm stuck on a project or I need inspiration. It's actually a great resource, a backup memory file. The other reason I keep my personal journals is because I like to go back and read what I've written, reading a few pages in this one and skipping ahead and reading a few entries from a year or two later. It's interesting to see my personal story arc. I can look back at the things I wrote 10, 15, 20 years ago and laugh or cringe and 
yet be amazed at how much I've changed, especially with the stuff I wrote in those early journals. I still remember those feelings, the confusion of being a teenager. But then I read some entries from when I was in my 20s, and I can see the changes, positive changes. It's sort of like my life story, my autobiography, riddled with typos and weirdness and everything that makes me who I am. So, for this week's closeout, I'd like you to think about who you were 10 years ago. You know, where you were in your life, your career, your level of creativity. Were you happy, sad, depressed, ecstatic? Give it some thought. And not just the surface stuff. What type of person were you? Now, after you've done that, think about who you are right now, today. Where are you now in your life, your career, your creativity? What type of person are you? After you've thought about it for a bit, write it down. Write down a summary of who you were 10 years ago, what you were doing, your loves, your losses, the feelings you had, all of it. Then follow that with a summary of who you are now. When you finish that, compare the two. See how far you've come. Are you content with your progress? Is there more work that you'd like to do on yourself? Changes you want to make? Ways you want to grow and evolve? If you already keep a journal, use this as the basis of your next entry. And if you don't keep a journal, well, this can be your first entry. Feel free to contact me either through my website, richardbist.com, or on Twitter at richardbist. I'd love to hear your feedback, suggestions for topics, or anything else related to creativity. Until next episode, cheers.